Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 767, recorded live on July 15th, 2023, and here are your hosts, the man who doesn't get a choice this week, Dave Pillay. I don't get a choice? Nope, because the man who chooses the one with caffeine, Andy Lowe. Hi. (laughs) What's the other option? Uh, Sprite. Which is, as we know, caffeine free. Yeah, and 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 somebody decided to to wake up at um six thirty this morning. Someone decided to wake up at six thirty this morning. Mm-hmm. Which caused you to have to wake up at six thirty this morning. Mm-hmm. After I had gotten into bed at one thirty, mm-hmm. so there's there's been caffeine a lot. It's just been you know just direct line it into my veins if you can. This is no joke. Coca Cola Ultimate. God damn it, Coke. Teaming what is up. ultimate about ulti- about Coca-Cola ultimate? Well, this is Coca-Cola. And why is it 30 years too late? Uh, they teamed up with LOL. It's Coca-Cola plus XP flavored. So this is Coca-Cola with the flavor of XP added. This is me trying to push that concept into my brain. And it's not working. This is a weird tasting Coke. <laughs> you just leveled up, Andy. You know, I did gain an experience by trying this. This is a this is a new experience. <laughs> That's what they mean by made with XP. You're going to try it. It's going to be an experience, man. I don't even know where to start on this flavor. Um sweet, salty, sour. It's those are the typical soft drink flavors. It's it's sort of sweet. It's sort of sweet. It's Coke. Well, yeah, I know it's it's Coke, but you know Coke and you know Coke is not as sweet as Pepsi. So we're, we're not up to the Pepsi level of sweet. But it's okay. almost. It may sound weird, but it's almost like a like flowery. Not you know because I've been drinking I've been drinking the Baja Blast flavors, so you know I've kind of had that tropical vibe going recently. So it's it's not it's not tropical. It, you know it almost. I swear there's actually like a little bit, almost like a little bit of banana, like real banana or artificial banana. I think artificial banana. Okay, Coke Ultimate flavor with the electrifying taste of plus XP. <laughs> Uh, Coca-Cola, we test it out. What's it supposed to taste like? Coca-Cola tastes like Coke. <laughs> Coke isn't ever going to tell us what flavor it's aiming for. Well, of course not, because that's part of and the... That's fine. Early tasters were naming everything from coffee to mango to pineapple to peach to banana cream. Mmm. Yeah, it's not... Lightly tropical, almost floral scent. Andy, you were spot on. Hey, I, I do have to say, Kate has the better taste buds, but, you know, having tried all these different Cokes, and then, you know, when I was at the radio station, there were other people there who would also, you know, liked testing new things, who would actually would sit around and talk about the flavor. Yeah, it's, I swear, it's kind of like a light banana, a light artificial banana. Um, oh, that, the, the chewy banana candies that have the, um, the jokes. Laffy Taffy's. It's got it's that it's, kind of banana. Yeah, that kind of banana. So fake banana. Yes, fake banana. Which apparently is what real banana used to used taste to like. Used to taste like I know that that's crazy. I I I'm still not sure I believe that, but it is a like lovely thing to to think and imagine. It's just really kind of surprising, you know, the fact that we might lose our current banana due to some sort of banana blight. The cal was it Cavendish banana? Uh-huh. Is what we what we have? And like every banana tree is a clone? Yes. Yeah, I'm reading somebody else's review on this thing now that I'm trying it, you know, because I don't I don't want to bias my opinion. But now that I'm trying it, I'm trying to see what other people are saying. Somebody else is saying that, you know, the Coca-Cola flavor just isn't there. And I agree. Hmm. So not going to get it again. Nope. This was also a pain in the butt to find. Plus, I've got, you know, I've got enough Baja Blast and Thrashed Apple to last me a while, so I'm good. <laughs> that, and I've been drinking a lot more coffee than pop, because, you know, this one 20-ouncer is 240 calories per serving. And, you know, 20 ounces of coffee is about 5, maybe 10. So, mm-hmm. That's been one of my things to help cut, you know, keep my calories in check is that I don't really, don't really drink that much pop anymore. I just go straight for the hard stuff. 
Except I don't actually go straight for the hard stuff because, man, alcohol's got a lot of calories in it. It's got so many calories in it, and it's so bad for you. <laughs> I looked it up. I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just do a shot of whiskey in this thing in there. And I look it up, and I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> that is a good grown-up choice, Andy. <laughs> you know what? I don't I don't think I want whiskey in this. But yes, no, I needed something with caffeine. And the other one that I've got is this Sprite Limeade. So that will probably be next week, depending on how awake I am. Especially since we are now in the middle of the birthday extravaganza. Oh yeah, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah, mine was on the the 12th. Isaac's is on Monday. Megan's is on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's like I said. That's a lot of birthdays. Yep. Me, five days. Isaac, five days. Megan, five months. Kate. <laughs> uh, we don't have we don't have birthday extravaganza over here. We've already gone through that. For us, we have uh, Monday, I leave for San Diego. Wednesday, I come back from San Diego. The next Wednesday, we leave for the west coast of Michigan. And then we drive to Ann Arbor. And then we drive to the west coast of Michigan. And then we drive to Ann Arbor. And then we drive back here. I was going to be like, wait a second. You guys are going, oh, wait, yeah. No, we're that, we're that second west coast. You guys are the second trip. Yes. My my team lead is going out on sabbatical starting Monday, and he's like, I was going to line up a, you know, a bunch of people to have meetings with you and like make, you know, be your manager while I'm out. And then I remembered you're out for almost as long as I am. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My uh, my manager is off next week, but then we've got the we've got two. We've got a party on the 22nd and a party on the 23rd. And then I've got some more state police car installs starting on the 24th. So I'm actually going to be doing um, four tens with the install 7 a.m. to 530, you know, for four days. Um, then Friday I have off, but we're going to be leaving to go to Cleveland on the 28th. So then Cleveland on the 28th, 29th, and 30th, we'll come back. We've got work and then we've got another party on the 5th and then comes getting ready to go up north because that starts on the 12th. So yes, it's, uh, there's a lot going on. I might have to crack out a couple of the random topic recaps. While we're gone. While we're gone. Lord knows I've got plenty. (laughs) I've got a... What was our last random topic recap? It was a while ago. Uh, it was. I presume we didn't do one last week. No. Oh, my. Uh, random topic recap. Number 38. We, we really just, like, we've started uh, just skipping the week instead. Yes, because I don't have time to sit down and hash out the random topic recaps, but... Yeah. I remember at one point you just, like, made six of them at once. Yes, which I could probably, you know, if I've got time, but now it's just like I need time just to even make the episode. Yeah, I am still thoroughly impressed with you, Andy, that you you still put all this together. Well, most of the time it's... Was was it in like the 600s? I I see number 38 at 515. That might be the most recent random topic recap. Yep. Which is a long time ago. Yeah. Ending with random topic number 400, four, 400 and um, let's say 484, something like that is what it says. So that's all, that's, that's a long time ago. Oh my God, that's so long ago. <laughs> How naive were we back then? Very. Very. Yep, yep, getting that banana taste again. <laughs> so, should we talk about topics? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, probably. Sure, I why mean, not? It, those are kind of our bread and butter. <laughs> Like, I, it's, you know, it's just there's lots of birthday stuff going on, so it's not really that exciting. I spent today cleaning up my desk. I can actually see my desk again. I think the last time I cleaned up my desk was for the birthday parties. Last year? Last year, yeah. <laughs> so I think this is like my annual call of it. It was really weird, though, because I started going through my stuff there, and I'm like, you know what? I've started hitting some of my stuff from the radio station days on the desk here, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. I should just throw this out. 
I yeah, I did. I got rid of all these old trade magazines and some of the um some like business cards for people, some other, you know, catalogs, other things there. I'm like, you know what? I do not need this at all whatsoever anymore. Nice. I still have to, you know, learn how this whole Motorola APX P25 system works, but that's that oh, sounds awful. Yeah, no, it's that. That was a lot of numbers. Yeah, P twenty five is the actual current standard for the interoperable two way radio products. So your Motorola radio can talk to your Kenwood, can talk to your Tate, can talk to um shoot, but there's Motorola, Kenwood, Tate. What's the fourth one that we've got? There's a fourth one out there, and I don't remember who it is. But these all you know all different manufacturers. But this is the standard for communications between public safety officials. You know, right. P P twenty five is the standard. So you know, if once you learn how the it, that works, then you just have to learn how the you know how each individual radio handles P twenty five. So. I'm new, but it's radio waves, so I I know enough to be dangerous. So you should learn enough to not be dangerous. Yes. Well, granted, I I know enough now not, you know, I don't have to worry about a 25-kilowatt transmitter, you know, accidentally shocking me. (laughs) Um, If it did, just out of literally morbid curiosity... How much of you would be left? Well, depends on which part and for how long. It's it's all about the amps, man. The voltage, voltage, you can have high voltage, if, but, you know. Yeah, no, I know the whole, like, it's the amps that kill you, not the volts. You can yeah. touch a 50,000 volt, whatever. But, like, a wattage is a measure of both, yes. right? Yeah. So, yes, the, the higher the voltage, you know, the lower the amount of, I, th- I think it is basically just total wattage of stuff. It's it's something that I have not worried about. This is you know normally I just a watt put, is a joule per second, and joules are related to current how joule equals one watt second. Yeah, that's fine. The energy released in one second by a current of one ampere through a resistance of one ohm. Question: A a kilowatt hour mm-hmm. is that not just like a joule multiplied by some factor? I don't know because everything that I I've never done any calculations in joules. Right. But like a watt is a joule per second. So saying that I have one watt and I have one watt second, isn't that just saying I have one joule? I suppose. So a watt minute would be 60 joules. Okay. It looks like according to Ohio State University, it is it is the amps. What is the amps? It, it According to them, the amps are what actually kills you. Yeah, no, I'm aware it's the yeah. amps that kill you. Uh, it looks like death can happen at... Like 5 milliamps or something like that. Uh, currents between 100 and 200 milliamps are lethal. Yeah, this is known. Yeah. This is not new information. Yeah. So what would a... 14 kilowatt transmitter do to you? Well, since these things are actually handling um, actual amps, because the these these transmitters, um, what did I measure? Oh, I don't have access to my email anymore. I literally went through with one of the, the transmitter manufacturers, and we took the, one of the old transmitters literally from RF and worked our way all the way back to the AC line, and we're looking at voltages and amperages at different stages of a tube transmitter, because I was curious. And I had the time, and he was bored, and he's like, sure, I'll, this is my curiosity too. And I don't have that email anymore. Well, shit. (laughs) Things you don't know you miss until they're gone. Let's see. That was a five kilowatt output on the RF side. It was a 12 12 kilowatt per hour input. And it was running on... It was running on 240 volts. So whatever 240, you know, we'll just say 12 kilowatts divided by 240 gives you your amperage. That's a lot of amps. Yes. So that, you know, that's how many amps were coming in. And it's a lot. Those were big wires. That's why those boxes have interlocks. So as soon as you open the door to actually, you know, put your hand inside the box, the box will actually ground it, you know, turn the power off and ground itself right then and there. And then they have the, you know, the Jesus stick as well, which I actually got to see. I'm sorry, the what? The Jesus stick. Um, 
it's it's a it's a stick. It's got you know a metal. It's, a, it's an insulated handle, and it's a metal stick that is tied to the grounding of the the, the transmitter case. And you're it's used to basically discharge capacitors and other sorts of things in there in case there's any residual. Ah, I see. You touch the you touch the stick to the capacitor. Yep. And normally, you know, the, by the time you get the door open and everything, and you know, normally. By the time you get to it, nothing happens. But there was one of our five kilowatt AM transmitters. Um, it had it had shorted something in the RF leading out to the antenna and was causing the transmitter to actually not discharge correctly. And I actually got Ooh. to watch one of the capacitors actually like arc to the Jesus stick. And I'm, you know, it does that, and you go Jesus, and it's just like, oh, this is <laughs> that's, that's why it's called the Jesus stick. That's why it's called the Jesus stick. That that makes a shocking amount of sense. But, oh. but yeah, none of this stuff, you know, all these little tiny two-way radios that are just... I, I literally, um, we were talking about one of the base stations, and I'm like, I had an old transmitter that was literally leaking out as much RF as this thing puts out normally. So That sounds like something the FCC would want to come and look at. Yeah, no, that was that was a transmitter that we needed um, to, to fix... It is no longer in operation. I I was the one who shut it down. Wow, that's really surprising. I've actually taken two, three, taken three transmitters off the air for their final time. And yeah. the transmitter murderer. Yep. Well, the whole industry at some point is probably going to go kaputs. But it's not my industry anymore. So whatevs. So should we talk about things that are yeah. not yeah. No, I think, dead? I think we should. And things that are not radio. Yes. Uh, how about the SAG-AFTRA? <laughs> not radio, but we're going to go to TV and film. And radio, actually. <laughs> Isn't the T in SAG-AFTRA something about, like, transmitted? Oh, I think... I don't... I think they changed it to... Or the R. It's. I think the R. Let's see. Yeah, the T is television. It's the American the Federation of Television and Radio, radio. Artists. <laughs> right, so the writer's strike was still on, hasn't been resolved. The Screen Actors Guild, their contract was up. And um, surprisingly, do you actually know who the president of the Screen Actor Guild is right now? Fran Drescher! That threw me for a loop. Do you know one of the presidents of the Writer's Guild? <sighs> Isn't it Christopher Nolan or no? Adam Conover. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so he's not the president. He's on, he's like something in it though. Oh, he's on the board of directors. Oh, oh my goodness. So he's not the president. The, pre- the president is Meredith Stein, uh, but Adam Conover is on the board of directors of the WGA. That's why he's been, like, so, so ridiculously gung-ho of, like, we're out here striking every day, recording a video about it, tweeting it, posting it on Facebook and YouTube. Well, yeah, yes. Fran Drescher is the president of the SAG-AFTRA. This, yep. So hearing her talk about this thing there, especially when she started talking about the AI stuff, it's kind of interesting because it turns out her dad is a systems analyst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh my hmm. so she's like i you know he saw this and he was like this is not right and yeah i agree with him <laughs> yeah but did yeah. you hear like some of the stuff that at, at least is rumored that the uh producers were asking for in the the actor's contract yes some of it um my favorite bit was that yeah the uh the background actors yeah getting to scan background actors paying them for the one day to scan them and then getting to use them in perpetuity so like your your background actor your background like cast becomes like oh that's actor number 5 mm-hmm. god uh, apparently the last time the writers and the actors were on the same strike was in 1960. Oh, boy. All right, Variety's probably got, got... pensions. <laughs> yeah, let's see what Variety says the sticking points are. Okay. 
Um, here's a breakdown of the disagreements. Uh, streaming revenue share. Well, now that, okay, so that one, yes, I understand that if you're an actor on a streaming platform show and the show does well, you probably, you know, would love to, you know, increase, you know, renegotiate your contract if the show's great. But you would have to base, how would you determine viewership? You would have to talk to the streaming platform, but then the streaming platform, you know, there's no hard dollar value attached to it. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, it's a mess. It it unfortunately did not keep up with the technology, and I don't know how it's going to. Because, yeah, no, it's like, you, you know, you talk about Squid Game. That was, everybody I knew was talking about Squid Game. Yep. But trying to put a dollar value on how much that made Netflix. Is very difficult to do. Yes. Uh, let's see, pay increases. Um, the current... Uh, the SAG want 11%, 4%, and 4% for minimum rates for the, uh, the contract. Um, the studios want 5%, 4%, and 3.5%. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, so they have this, the union wants to require that a performer has to consent to any use of their performance to train an AI system. Oh, not even just using it, but actually, you know, being part of the data set. Which makes sense. I mean, the the amount of... It's, it's one of those things that people didn't know they had to say, I don't want to be part of an AI training data set. Yeah. Until now. Now people are like, well, no, I don't want my works to be used to train I mean, an AI. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Cat's already out of the bag on that one. That's, that's way too late. And then, let's see, self-taped auditions, pension and health contributions, actors access. Oh, I heard about this. Um, so Actors Access is basically an independent website, but if you want a job in TV or film, this is the website to go to. Um, and there is, there's a free tier and there's a paid tier. So I knew some people who were trying to get into the paid tier without paying. They were trying to convince their, you know, work to let to pay for them to give them the premium access and works like why? So you can go get a job somewhere else. Um, which they, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so there, it looks like they want to get everybody onto the premium tier, which, oh, they're saying premium tier gets preferential treatment. Ah, and they don't want that. Mm -mm. They want everyone to be premium so that no one is premium. (laughs) Yep. Oh, SAG also argues that its contract should cover performance capture at uh, acting, which that Does is... Does it not? I guess not. Performance like capture is... capture? Performance capture is not explicitly covered, though much of that work is done under contract terms anyway, as with the background actor issue, the studios say that the union is improperly using the negotiation to expand its jurisdiction. So, no, it is not explicitly covered under the current contracts, which... I'm sorry, but people acting in my Gears of War game are acting. acting. They they are indeed acting. Don't tell me Andy Serkis wasn't acting when he played Gollum. He was, or, you know, he played how many apes in Planet of the Apes? I don't remember. And by that, I mean, I don't think I ever looked, so I don't know. But still, no, if it, yeah, performance capture feels like that should be part of the whole thing, so... We'll uh, we'll see how this goes. I've been not watching any TV, so um, not uh, not really surprised. Um, I I've been watching a lot of like independent stuff, so like Nebula and YouTube, not generally covered under SAG or um, WGA. So a lot of the stuff I'm watching, I'm actually not going to be impacted by this very much. Um, but there is a lot of stuff like in production that I'm worried about. Um, I don't know what this is going to do to like Marvel's timeline. <laughs> um, like Deadpool three is screen, not screening is filming. Yeah. They've stopped filming. They're, they're not filming after this week. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any, Oh, when does, um, Oppenheimer, that one I want to go Oppenheimer see. comes out this week. I have tickets. I want to get tickets because, no joke, Celebration up in Grand Rapids is one of the 30, 30 worldwide studios that is actually going to get the 70 millimeter version of it. So apparently 70 millimeters of IMAX film, uh, not 70 millimeter IMAX film, three hours of film. Do you want to guess 
how long that is, like physical length. I don't know, but I, I, if I remember correctly hearing IMAX came to Christopher Nolan and said three hours and 11 seconds, hard stop, literally hard stop. <laughs> there, there are theaters who have had to make renovations to their projection rooms. Yeah, no, it's fit this. It, it is literally at the physical limitations of Andy, the design of the IMAX. It's 11 miles of film. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it is 11 continuous. This is what I've seen. I have not done the math. We probably could. It's a 70 millimeter diagonal, right? No, it's 70 millimeters height. 70 millimeters height. And it is... Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. 16 by 9? Uh, no, one by one, four, three. Oh, but it doesn't matter, though, because the, the images are going to be stacked vertically, not horizontally. No, it's it's right? horizontal run. Oh, it is horizontal. Yes. Okay, hang on. Width of an IMAX film frame. Let's just do that. Uh, it's 70 millimeters by 48.5 millimeters. That doesn't seem right. Okay, so yeah, the 70 millimeter is the... It's on its side is the weird thing. So the, it's the same, like, dimensions as, as 35 millimeter, but the, the track is rotated 90 degrees. So it's 70 millimeters wide, and that's one frame. And it's, I presume, 24 frames per second. Uh, no, it's not 24 frames per second. It's... Shit. God. You're just, you're giving me things that I swear I knew. IMAX frame rate. 24 FPS is most common. So let's assume 24 times 69.6, except there's going to be a gap between it. So let's call it 70 millimeters. That is the number of millimeters in a second times 60 times 60 times 3 is one was it 18 million millimeters uh 5.5 feet per second for film for IMAX for IMAX at the 70 millimeter uh 1570 11.27 miles okay so yeah so it is still running at 24 frames per second but there are 15 perforations um oh sorry there are five perforations oh in 70 millimeter non-imax there are five perforations but yeah, imax frame it's rotated yeah. imax has a bunch more yeah it has 15 uh, let's see so 11 miles home to work walking from home to work try that while i'm logged in so it knows where home is Home to work, walking, is 5.3 miles. <laughs> I could take the film, and if I could carry it, because it's also like... I guess I could just take one edge of it and start walking. I could walk all the way to work. Oh, that's not where I work. What the hell are you doing? Google, go home. Okay, 5.3 miles, basically the same thing. I could walk all the way to work, dragging the film with me. I could get to work, turn around, and come all the way back home, and there'd still be film left. <clears throat> ah, that's what it was. Okay, if I remember correctly, um, they had shot Lord of the Rings. Uh, the, there, was, there was a Lord of the Rings IMAX version out there. The movie um, was over three hours long, so they actually had to cut the credits short in order to fit it on the... That's um, pretty funny. Yep. That is pretty funny. Yes. Batman Begins was screened with no end credits in some theaters with older IMAX equipment, which had platter size limits. So even Batman Begins <laughs> was having problems. No, I've seen the picture of the, the theater in L.A., the Chinese theater. I don't remember its actual name. I just remember it's... Oh, is it, it's theater. Is it, is it the they, Kodak Theater now, or...? I don't think so. But they had to, like, rip out a wall in their projector room to, to put Oppenheimer in. It's huge. It is absolutely enormous. And I get to see it on Saturday. The problem is it's, like, it's a three-hour-long movie, so if I have to drive up to rent, it would be five right, hours. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I have to I have to seriously plan around that. But it's like, God, it's one of the 30 ones worldwide. It's in my backyard. That's actually going to be IMAX. I mean, could we... Manistee to Grand Rapids is not a short trip, but like... It's only going to be there for two weeks. Oh, balls. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everything is sold out, too. I, I, haven't, I haven't looked yet, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did I mention I'm excited to go to see you guys? Because I'm excited to go see you guys. All right, what else we got? There's, I mean, just so much with the sag Aftra. Um. Well, speaking of other contracts and other sorts of things, the uh, sure. Microsoft and Activision. Um, there was a lot going on with that this week. The the um, FTC kind of gave up. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me get through the the timeline of the week. So on Tuesday, district court judge denied the FTC a preliminary injunction against Microsoft's acquisition because the transaction had a July 18th deadline. And that, you know, the FTC's administrative hearing against the merger is supposed to happen in August. So they said, you can't have a preliminary injunction. Sorry. Um, and then immediately after that, Microsoft and the CMA, the UK people blocking the deal, announced that Microsoft was drawing up new proposals to address concerns about the deal and that they were going to try and renegotiate with yeah. them. And then on Wednesday, FTC filed a p- an appeal, um, you know, to say, hey, you know, district court, not good. So they went to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And then on uh, Thursday, the judge rejected the appeal to extend the temporary restraining order against the deal. So that's basically they're they're out of options at the moment. The FTC. Yes. I will point out that the the CMA, in fact, in the article you linked, there's an update for the day after the article was published saying, like, the CMA is encouraged by this, but have not reversed their decision. So they're still blocking Microsoft. Okay, they can choose to restructure a deal, which can lead to a new merger investigation. Well, the scuttlebutt is that Microsoft might sell their cloud, I guess their cloud gaming part to another company. So it's not actually Microsoft. But it, I mean, we know it would still be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Microsoft might carve out Xbox Game Pass as a separate subsidiary in the UK, Mm -hmm. e.g., you know, Game Pass UK. This would have an independent board of directors charged with ensuring Activision content is not included in the subscription service, which may satisfy the CMA. Mm, <sighs> There's so, like, I'm, I'm relatively convinced that this is just, in general, a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was kind of for it at the beginning. I'm like, oh, cool, you know, like, sure, why not? But, like, I've been shown the, hey, here's why consolidation sucks for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, you know what? You're you're right. Yeah, consolidation kind of sucks for the consumer, and maybe we shouldn't let this one go through. Well, the Nasdaq has uh, delisted Activision basically because they have a feeling that the um, the acquisition of Activision is going to go through quite shortly. So Nasdaq is saying, yep, we're just going to hold off on all trading until this gets all squared away. And they have a feeling it's going to get squared away pretty quickly, which the July 18th deadline is there and Microsoft is hopefully going to get there ahead of time. If not, then the $3 billion um, fine or fee or I, what, I don't know what the it's $3 billion Contract do- result. <laughs> yes. Whatever it is, is after July 18th, technically Microsoft owes Activision $3 billion. Damn. That's a lot of cash. Yes. So I sold my Activision stock on the 13th. I was like, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. And I sold it at $90.20. And it is currently at $93.08, which isn't a huge loss for me because, like, I only had 10 shares. Yeah. But still, damn. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Microsoft is going to do everything they can. But, like, CMA is still saying no. Oh no, the egg fell. Did it crack? Did it crack? And it chipped. Damn it. Yeah, it cracked. Oof. It broke clean off there. I, I 3D printed a dragon egg. Oh. And it just fell. And two of the, the dragon scales cracked. So it is not perfectly pointy now. Oh well, I'll have to print another one. Well, other um, government news. Yeah. Did you know that Biden had nominated somebody else for the FCC? I did not. I get my FCC news from you. I know, and I had missed this, but it turns out uh, back in May, Biden nominated Democrat Anna Gomez, 
who had been at the U.S. State Department since January 2023 as a senior advisor for the International Information and Communications Policy and was a deputy assistant secretary at the U.S. National Telecommunications and Information Administration from 2009 to 2023. She's also a lawyer and was vice president of government affairs at Sprint Nextel from 2006 to 2009. And before working at Sprint, she had spent 12 years in several roles at the FCC. Not bad. Nope. So, yeah, she was nominated. What's, what's her stance on net neutrality? Uh, she is pro-net neutrality. That, I mean, she's, it's very hard for me to not support her after that. Uh, yep. What's her stance on rural, um, the, the importance of rural broadband? I mean, that's a gimme, right? Like, everyone's yep. going to say it, it's important. Basically, yes. Uh, she was nominated back in, I want to say May. Um, she was approved by the Senate Commerce Committee this week. Means she was advanced out of committee and onto the Senate floor. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She got out of committee. Yep. That's further than the other person got. Yep. Because Comcast wasn't, you know, spending hell and high water to get, you know. People to vote against it. Yep. But like, why wasn't Comcast trying to get people to vote against her? I I don't know. Because like, that feels like something Comcast might want to do. Yep. Well, um, it seems that um, it was basically Manchin and was saying that he wasn't going to vote for her. Mm -hmm. And every single Republican has been, you know, against every single Biden nomination, basically. Right. Um, So if if I remember correctly, I'm not sure if this was, I think we were at a 51-49 advantage, but um, it it just wasn't, it wasn't in the cards for her. I think Manchin said out loud that he wasn't going to vote for her, but then other people were like, well, you know, not going to vote for her anyway. But this one, it seems, does not have the baggage. That's awesome. So we might get one of the two Democrats that are supposed to be nominated? Well, he also renominated Carr and uh, Jeffrey Starks. So Starks have been on the FCC board since 2019. Carr's been on since 2017. So that's the Democrat and Republican. Okay. So um, it'll be Rosenworcel, Starks, Gomez for the three. And then you have Carr and who's the last Republican? Don't know, but it, it will get us back to finally a full board and not have a 2-2 split. That would be good. Mm-hmm. We can start getting things back on the docket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we just got to wait for a full vote through the Senate, and hopefully this will be good to go. Yeah. You know, in year three? Of the Biden administration? <laughs> the Biden, Halfway through year three of the Biden administration, you're yep. finally going to get a full FCC board. So we'll see how that goes. You know what's going to happen? What? FCC board will vote to reinstate net neutrality. Company will sue. The Supreme Court will put an injunction. The, the And by this point, we will have had the 2024 election. Yep. And if the Republicans win, then the Republican Congress is just going to say, like, fuck it. Make it a law. No net neutrality. The government has no place in this. If they have the votes to make it a law. If they win in 2024, they will. Really? They'll have they'll have the 60 many, votes in the Senate? How many Senate seats do they need? Well, it's 51. Again? It's 5149 right now. Yeah. Don't they need two thirds? Uh, doesn't the Senate set the rules every session? Oh, you think they're going to go with the nuclear option? I think they will. I think the moment they take the Senate, they're going with it. Oof. I I don't know. I don't know. That was the problem, how we got into this problem with the Supreme Court anyway, was the fact that they blocked Obama's picks. So the Senate basically said, look, we have to get at least some of these people, you know, we have to get these positions filled. So we're going to drop the vote threshold for non, you know. To 50% to 50% for, you know, for the lower levels. made that change, Andy? The the Democrats made that change. And then the Republicans, when they got into power, said, oh, you guys already did this change. We're just going to change it for, you know, Supreme Court nominations. I believe the Republicans also used it very heavily to push a bunch of um, normal court. Yes. Normal judges through. Yes, but now I think Biden's actually, how many judges has Biden appointed? Let's, uh, what's the federal judges appointed by Joe Biden? 
the United States Senate has confirmed 139 judges nominated by Biden. Good. I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. But yes, I think they're going to go with the nuclear option. I don't well, know they couldn't. Yeah, Biden, yep. 136 federal judges confirmed. More judicial confirmations than Trump, Obama, and George W. Bush up to this point in their presidencies. President okay. also recently hit 100 district. Running. Yeah, 100 district court confirmations. So. Yeah, the Democrats saw what the Republicans did and said, yeah, we can do that too. You guys wrote the rules, <laughs> so here we go. Yep. Right, what other topics we got here? Um, Falcon 9 launched for the 16th time now. Ooh. So now, when the Falcon 9 originally started, they said, okay, after 10 times, then they're going to come back and do the overhaul on it. Right. Well, now they've already, they've done 16 with this one, and they say that they're going to try to get this guy up to 20, 20 flights before having to pull it back in and do the overhaul on it, which for me is just that 20. That's, that's too many. That's too many. <laughs> 20 launches off of a booster before you go, maybe we should really take this thing in and make sure it's okay. 20 flights. Oof. And they're at 16, so the four more times. Just That's just crazy. You know, as as much as we can bash on Elon Musk because he, you, you need to, you know, SpaceX has kind of changed the game for launches. And it's just crazy. 16 launches off of the one booster. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so NASA, though, says that they've only certified reused Falcon 9 boosters with five or fewer flights for astronaut missions. But SpaceX, because these are all, these are all um, basically Starlink missions, that this is what they're trying for the 20 flights. So, you know, NASA still is not really convinced, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm just, sorry, I'm still on the 24 flights. <laughs> no, no, 20 flights. 20 flights. 20 still, flights. Like, still, yes. Flights still. A single engine before you service it. I wonder, I wonder if they literally just run one until it breaks. And Well, but, but here's the thing, Andy. They don't want it to break on the way up. That's true. That would be really bad. Yes, that is true. That would be really bad to break on the way up. You want it to break on the way down after the payload has been successfully launched. Or, or not to break. Yes, or not to break at all. Yes, that's also true. Uh, let's see there. Oh, uh, Starship updates. The 100 concrete mixers showed up end of last month, or early part of this month, to fill the hole that was left after Booster 7's launch. <laughs> Over How 100. Many? Over How 100. How many concrete mixers? A hundred. Yes. I mean, I've seen and and been next to construction projects that were bigger, but that's a lot of concrete. <laughs> what do you got to do? We got to fill that hole. <laughs> See that hole? We need it filled. We need it filled. We need it filled now. We don't want it to settle. We just want it filled. How many trucks you got? Oh, we got about a dozen. Who else is in town? <laughs> Well, I mean, but you're going to need to pour the concrete and let it cure and then pour more and let it cure, and pour yep. more, right? You're not going to fill that with a giant thing of concrete. I actually just, funny fact is we actually just got our driveway expanded at yeah. the house here. So Did that require a concrete mixer? Yes, it did. Cool. Yep. He did drove... you lay down any snow melt lines before you poured the concrete over it? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I that would have really upped the cost because we weren't... Recom <laughs> By we were a lot. Yes. By a lot. No, I do need to, though, uh, rent a concrete grinder because the concrete mixer seems uh, there was some unsettled soil under the sidewalk in front of our house. And part of the, the, the sidewalk and the lip down to the road are no longer on the same plane. So I kind of got to grind something down in order to make it flush. Otherwise, the yeah. snow plowing in the winter... It's just going to scrape something off. Yep. So, 
But yeah, they're filling in the big hole. They've got the giant uh, steel plate getting installed as well. So they're saying that they might have the timeline right now is mid to late August for the next launch. So we'll see how that goes. Granted, we're also still waiting on the FAA to, you know, approve the. You you know what is, I guess, is it? It's not really mid August that we're in Manistee, it's early August. Yes. So we'll probably be back by this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you still have to wait for the FAA because the the FAA was questioning the, um, the flight termination device. Yeah. Because that did not terminate in a prompt manner. So they had, you know, they'll have to give it approval for a new flight termination. And that I feel like that's going to be the hold up right there. But yes, no, there's lots of things still going on down in uh, down in Texas. All right. Should we uh, anything else here on the list you want to talk about? Oh, critically endangered video games. Yep. 87% of games that are older than 2010 Mm -hmm. are critically endangered in the U.S. because you can't play them. I mean, has this person heard of emulators? Well... Only 13.27% of classic games are readily available to play in that consumers don't need to rely on traveling to a library, maintaining vintage gaming hardware, using an emulator, or piracy. Right, but those are things that exist. Yes. So, saying that they are critically endangered is a little misleading. Legally critically endangered, then? I wouldn't even say that, because, like... It, it's not like these games could never come back. Yes. you The people can archive and digitally preserve these games. They are just restricted from sharing them due to copyright laws. Right. But the companies that own these games could easily say, yeah, you can play it. Oh, like, you know, the number one original console of the Nintendo. Because Nintendo really loves, you know, emulators. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did you oh, see? Oh, yeah. So really loves was, emulators. There was, tweet, there was a tweet from Nintendo that was, um, you know, what's your favorite Zelda song? And so people, like, link your favorite Zelda song on YouTube. Oh, jeez. And so people started posting their, their, like, the links to the Zelda songs. And Nintendo went through and did a copyright takedown notice on every one of them. Oh, my God. And so now if you go back and look at the thread, it's nothing but links to, like, copyright takedowns. <sighs> Did I share that link with you about the um, Mass Effect Modern Major Major General spoof? Uh, I don't remember if you did, but someone did. I, I saw have seen th- it. Yes. I love the fact that, that you know, that was uh, a th- basically a throwaway line in a fanfic thing and then somebody else is like well you know what we actually got to write you know the rhymes there we just got to put it to music and you just have to actually work out the lyrics yes and get somebody who can actually you know spit the rhymes yeah okay randoms yes random review random review it is my week i'd like to yep. talk about a game that came out a long time ago <laughs> Speaking of ancient games, yes. what game would you like to talk about, Andy? Well, let's talk about the game that I have been banging my head against for a while now, and that is... In-game or just to get it to run? Uh, well, both. Let's okay. talk about Minecraft. Oh, okay. Originally, Minecraft. Yes, originally came out in 2011, and I finally started playing it. Oh, yep. So game that made Notch a billionaire. I think so. Notch Minecraft sale to Microsoft two point five billion dollars. So, yes, no started. um, Isaac has been uh, there was a clone on his Kindle Fire. Yeah. So he was watching some YouTubers. You know, because he was all about building things and he loved, you know, I'm trying to think of how he got into the Minecraft videos, but somehow, somehow he got into them. YouTube figured out he was a five year old kid, six year old kid. Six on Monday. Yeah. So started showing him videos of Minecraft. Yep. And so he started getting into Minecraft, and then he was like, I want to play Minecraft. I'm like, well, uh, you know, there's this, you know, (laughs) we have Minecraft at home. <laughs> it was called like Planet of Cubes or something like that. It was free yeah. on his thing there. So I'm like, well, let's try this out first. Let's see if you... 
you know, Minecraft at home. Yeah. Minecraft at home. Planet of Cubes or World of Cubes, one of the two. Yeah. Um, so he was trying it out and, you know, he was watching the YouTubers do things. So he was trying it out on Planet of Cubes, but it's not a one-to-one correlation. No. So, because so if it was, then they'd get sued into oblivion yep. by Microsoft. Yep, yep, yep. So um, I'm like, well, I guess, you know, I can go and, you know, see how this all works. Um, so that's like when a I good found. Father. Yes. I, you know, of course, basically subjected myself to, the, <laughs> to the, trying to get it done first. Um, and that's when I found out there's actually two versions of Microsoft, or not micro, uh, two versions of Minecraft out there. There's Minecraft Java, and then there's Minecraft Bedrock. Mm-hmm. And the two never shall t- meet. <laughs> and the two between never shall meet. Yes. Yeah. Well, because they're t- different platforms. One's yes. made in Java. Yes. One's in Java. The other one is in C++. Um, and the Java one is basically just for computers. Yeah. And the Java is the original version. Bedrock is the remake. But Which um, one has all the mods? Java has all the mods. Bedrock has the Microsoft store for the mods. So there there is still a mod community for Bedrock, but it is run through the Minecraft store or Microsoft store or something, whatever it is. It's it's a lot more locked down. Mm-hmm. But like I'm so I'm here on Minecraft's website. Yes. And it's like when you purchase Minecraft, you get both the Java edition and the Bedrock edition. Yes, you do now. Okay. It was not <laughs> It's, it's 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 now if you buy one version you get both games um this was not the case earlier yes but now you know now it's like oh if you bought one of them now you know sign in and get both of them now so if you, people have already bought java back then you can now basically like sign in and get the um the bedrock version as well and the bedrock version is windows 10 windows 11 xbox switch ps4 and mobile devices i.e kindle fires so yeah i um i got it on my um my google android account and then i got it on my amazon account because i've I've, i have the play store loaded on his device but for some odd reason it wasn't letting me purchase it on his play store for some reason i don't know so i'm like screw it i'll just buy it again on the uh amazon app store it was like six bucks for the mobile version. The uh, the web version is either thirty dollars or forty dollars. Um, I got the forty dollar version because it came with a version of one block that he had seen multiple videos about mm-hmm. um, as one of the free maps with it. Nice. So. Um, there is a large lack of instructions when yeah, you start it's a sandbox. Yes, but um, th- th- it needs a freaking tutorial. How many times? It's a sandbox. <laughs> yes, but there is, you know, there's nothing. Andy, would would you? If I gave you a set of Legos, would you want a tutorial? If you give me a basic set of Legos and actually tells me how to open up my inventory, yes. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, knowing knowing how to open the box is probably an important thing. Yes, that would be very helpful. Or the fact that, you know, hey, you know why all these guys are spawning in the middle of the night? Because you don't have any torches set up. Because that's what happens in the middle of the night. Yes, but, you know, it'd be nice if something in the thing there would say, hey, put make some torches. Put your torches around. Then the people won't actually spawn next to your house, and then you can actually get some sleep. Because it turns out, if there are mobs too close to your bed, even if they're outside your house, they're still close enough to you, you actually can't sleep. Um, Is sleep important? Well, if you don't want to wait the ten minutes every night, because there are skeletons and spiders and creepers and witches all out outside your house at night build a bigger house no, just more torches <laughs> i just built a lot of build torches a bigger house and then put a house inside the house that's that's actually what i did i i built a a very large room under my house and away and it was far enough away that i could sleep um but yes, no, it's a it's a sandbox. But you know, I feel like I'm like Farmer John, you know, just sitting here tending my crops, growing my sugar cane, you know, just slowly dinking around. 
And I feel like there's, there's, I know, I know, cause I've seen the videos, how extensive this world is. Yeah. And I'm sitting but, here going like, but you have to, you have to, if you'll excuse the pun, you have to build up to it. Like some of the fun, at least for me of a game like that is discovering all the little quirks. That's why I have 680 hours in Terraria. And I don't want to say how much in Factorio. <laughs> it's probably measured in months now. Uh, that's a good question. Yes, that would be months. Yep. 24 would go into that a uh, hundred times. Mm-hmm. And then some. Yep. I'm missing two achievements in Factorio. One of the achievements I'm missing has 2.2% of players have this achievement. Oh. It is speed run the game. That's... God, speed running... Um, what game was that? Planet the- Zoo. Planet Zoo. Yeah. I did oh, the camp. Speedrunners. I did. Well, I did campaign. I did the campaign mode, and then there's the sandbox mode of Planet Zoo, where you know you can just do you whatever you want to do. But they also had wouldn't call them like campaign levels, but they were time based levels that had certain achievements oh. that you had to do. Challenge in order- levels. Yeah, challenge levels, but they're all time based and they're real time based, not in game time based. So the clock is still ticking even. Even if you have the game paused. So that whole speed aspect of it got me flustered so many times. Because you need to like actually do everything fast. Yes. You don't have you don't have a chance to really stop and think. So it's basically like, okay, I would do the game slowly with the achievements, and then literally like, okay, at the very end, pause the game, map everything out, and then start the game over and kind of like speed run and try and get to that endpoint as fast as possible. Which was annoying. But yeah, so Minecraft is, it's, it is a big sandbox with a lot going on. It's yeah. all procedurally I, generated. I, I just installed it, by the way, because I have the Xbox Games Pass. Yes. So it's part of that, so I can play it. Well, um, I'm going to be, hopefully soon, getting a Bedrock server set up. Um, I'll have to figure out how to do the whole static IP address thing. <laughs> Because I was just going to have it set up for the for us in the house to play on. Yep. Um, but yes, no, it's it's fun. It's interesting. I put a lot of time into it. I've had to restart my worlds many many Multiple times. times. That yep. sounds about right. Yep. I loved the. I'm I'm with that. Yep. It's one of those. Cause I you know I Isaac sometimes gets frustrated. I'm like Isaac, you know you can just you know it's okay to let it go. Restart. And restart. You know, you don't there. It, Especially when you get to the like save. Yeah. Save and go back to your save. Save and try something. And if it floods your house with lava, load your save. Apparently, that's a thing that can happen. Oh, um, there's been. <laughs> Uh, I had a creeper. I was doing one block, right? Yeah. Um, and I had a creeper come in and one block, you're up in the sky and the creeper explodes and he exploded all my stuff and me and literally the land I was standing on. So I started back on just the one block again, but I was like, I, I don't want to have to rebuild all this stuff again. <laughs> Oops. That's that's when I was like, okay, what do, how, what do I need to do to not get creepers to from spawning? Yes, and then Google had to be my friend. Google has yeah. to be your friend so yeah. much. Google, well, have yeah, you, even have YouTube. You Googled Minecraft tutorial. Oh yes, no, there was. Who okay. had it? I actually I was googling um, Minecraft for parents. <laughs> and I think it was PC Gamer has like this whole like thing about okay, let's start at the very beginning with Minecraft and here's your homework. Go explore this, go do this, go do that. Don't worry about anything, just do this and then come back the next day and we'll talk about something else with Minecraft. And then here you know, here's your homework for this night. So that was, that was, you know, it's like, look, you know, your kids are probably going to figure this way out more than you. And, you know, Isaac would, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do something. And I was like, oh, you got to do this. I'm like, well, how do you know this? And I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> oh, Minecraft, YouTube. Yep. yep. Or He's, just, you know, child intuition. So it's, it's definitely a sandbox where you, you know, you don't have to, it's the thing is you don't have to do the end if you don't want to. Right. I am excited for this for you, Andy, and I'm excited for this for Isaac. And apparently I need to start playing Minecraft now. 
Well, let me get my server up and running. I've got the hardware done. I just got to figure out how to get Bedrock set up there. And then I got to probably wire it up on the Ethernet. So I'll have to run a new cable unless I run it up here. And you have to um, you have to set the port forwarding on your router mm-hmm. so it knows what IP to go to. You should probably set up that server to have a static IP from your local network. Well, yes. No, that's I can do that with my eyes closed. Yeah. Um, and then you actually have a choice where you could just, like, the dynamic IP you get from your um, service provider doesn't actually change all that often. With T-Mobile, it does, because it's a cellular-based okay. one. Um, so I've seen it change a lot. Ah, uh, um, yeah, you'll but, like a static IP. That usually costs money. Yes, but um, they literally installed fiber on the other side of my street. Ooh. Like last week. And I have, you know, I, I signed up for that company's fiber before they, you know, it was even that company. I signed up under the other guy, the other company that got bought by them. <laughs> um, so I've been waiting for that fiber to show up. And finally, you know, they're in the neighborhood. They're, they're literally laying the, the orange and blue tubes everywhere. Um, so it's, it's eminent and it's going to cost me, I think about 10 or 15 bucks more a month, but I feel like it is so worth it. Yeah. So. We'll see how it goes after that. But I could probably set up some sort of VPN or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yes, in Minecraft, on the mobile devices, it was not actually that expensive. It was only like six bucks. That's why I, I literally bought it twice. Once for my account and once for the Amazon account. But yeah, the computer edition, 30 bucks on the computer for the base version, $40 for all the, the, the deluxe stuff. version. Yep, all the fancy stuff. Or you could just have, you know, PC Game Pass and... <laughs> already have it just install it for free yep well not free to pay for the game pass but yep. yeah but yeah no it, it it's been it's been fun it's been interesting it's been frustrating all at the same time so that is my review the random topic rolled ahead of time what is your favorite snl skit i mean the bassomatic is pretty fucking good god there are just, there are, there's so many. I mean, the fact that I swear Dana Carvey based the church lady off of my sister's godmother. <laughs> um, that one was always, you know, hit close to home. The the Spartan cheerleaders, how they were originally like based entirely off of MSU mm-hmm. was always hilarious. Um, I'm going to have to go with the fake commercial for Happy Fun Ball. <laughs> oh, Happy Fun Ball. Oh, that's a good one. Happy Fun Ball contains a liquid core, which, if exposed due to rupture, should not be touched, inhaled, or looked at. Discontinued use of Happy Fun Ball if any of the following occurs. Itchiness, vertigo, dizziness, ting- tingling in extremities. Lazy Sunday was good. God, that one. Lazy Sunday just, you know, came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Or you could go, you know, with the classics. I mean, for goodness sakes, the Blues Brothers started as an SNL skit. Love the Blues Brothers. Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's, oh God, yeah, all the Wayne's World. It's an SNL skit. Um, God, living in a van down by the river, just <laughs> watching them try not to crack up. Oh, what was the, what was the recent one? There was one. Uh, I mean, was, recently you had the Mario Kart trailer. Oh, the, the Mario Kart trailer was one. Um, that was good. The David Pumpkin stuff is really good. Uh, was it Kate McKinnon doing the, um, alien abduction one? Yes, Close Encounter. Close Encounter was just watching Ryan Gosling just trying not to crack up during this skit. Because Kate McKinnon was just hilarious. Like, this, they, they, they loved the skit so much that that was her official SNL send-off, was they brought that skit back to to be her final skit in the show. God, that was a good one. Um, God, man. But granted, it's such a, you know, two wild and crazy guys. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chippendale dancers. Um, All of Lonely Island. Yeah. There's... St- you, you almost have to, like, go through each era of SNL. <laughs> And you can pick, like, a best of. Yeah. That's what they need to do. March Madness SNL skits. You could easily find 64 skits. I mean, Celebrity Jeopardy is going to take the lead. Oh, Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, what was the... Uh, Tom Hanks and Chadwick did... Um, Black Jeopardy? Black Jeopardy, yes. Oh, God, that was a good one, too. Was it Chadwick? Mm-hmm. Because he he went in as a... He went in as T'Challa. Oh, right. Yes, right. 
Those were two separate celebrity uh, uh, Black Jeopardy stuff, right? Oh, was there two different ones? I think that was two of them. I think they brought it back for Chadwick. Oh, okay. So there was Tom Hanks doing his Black Jeopardy, and then Chadwick came in and did another Black Jeopardy. I believe so. I think I think you're right on that one. Yeah, YouTube is saying there were two separate ones. Yeah, both of which. I mean, modern SNL, um, Keenan, what's Keenan Thompson? Yes, I do believe. It's just so good. He has been just like a rock star in there. Granted, well, I, you know, I still remember watching him on All That all way that. back right. when. He was, he was fantastic. He was an incredible child comedian. Can we have an All That reunion? <laughs> Please. Was there an All That Reunion? There's a thing of, like, 2020. He's Did been... All That Reunion? I don't know. God, Keenan's been on SNL since... For a long time. Since since we graduated high school. Yeah. Oh, my God, they brought a bunch of people back for All That in 2020. What? All That is an American TV show's... Blah, blah, blah. In 2019, Robin's current president, Nickelodeon, co-creator of the original series, announced a revival of the series with original cast member Keenan Thompson serving as executive producer with Kel Mitchell later confirmed in the same role. Jeez. Okay, so it was it was a revival. It wasn't the actual same cast. It was They just brought a couple cast members back for, like, guest spots. Oh. I'd, I'd love to see that group get back together and just do, like, a set of stand-up. I think that'd be hilarious. Well, it's just like when the, the revival of Kids in the Hall, mm-hmm. just, you know, watching that group come back together again, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh. <sighs> But yeah, no, SNL, man, there's, there's, there's a, sometimes you watch SNL and you're like, this is not, you know, it's an okay night, but it's, just, you know, there's just such a back catalog that you always get those gems. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, I am completely out of my ultimate Coke. So, uh, I, I think so. I don't know. We'll, uh, I'll sleep on it. I'll put my torches out and we'll see okay. how it goes. So, on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.